What is up, bros? Welcome to the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And today we are joined by our very special third unofficial host to wrap up the fourth of the Matrix... What do you call this? After the quadrilogy. Quadrilogy. That's, <laughs> uh, that's right. It's your favorite host on the East Coast, the DJ from the Untrained Eye. Back again to be the official, unofficial third co-host of the All Bros. Did it. Beat Vic. That's all I really came here to do. Uh, you know, just this kind of a victory lap. Uh, you know, so let's... Uh, Let's have, just have some fun today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this episode is the is the victory lap because, <laughs> like we said last week, the Sp- No Way Home episode. Yes, Vic was a part of it enough to be featured in the episode art, and that's just mainly because I didn't want to change it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, but that doesn't. But that episode doesn't count on his official tally. Yes. <laughs> and may I just say, I heard Vic, what he had to say. Like, I love how Vic does a recording so he can't be challenged. Uh, and he's like, oh, well, we're going to, here's what we're going to do. Everything resets in January. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It's all cumulative, Vic. We don't start our episodes over every year. We're not like, well, back on episode one, it's January. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, how funny would that be just like a second y2k all of our episodes disappear and we have to start back from zero. Oh god <laughs> you know what though in some ways i think that would be kind of a relief for you guys because you could be like you could really just cherry pick what you wanted to do and be, like go back and see if you would grade it the same way that you did before because i mean again like it's got to be the that's why by the way that's why vic wants a reset is because he wants far from home to uh to get a third <laughs> chance <laughs> nope we changed it once <laughs> so that that movie is officially on lockdown <laughs> on all future um untrained movie seller <laughs> episodes oh, I love it. Uh, i'm sorry vic i didn't mean to i i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> if it makes you feel better listen vic if you're listening right now i know you barely listen to the show so you might not hear this uh <laughs> Rude. i'm kidding because of I, course I, he's I listening <laughs> i can't say anything i don't even, I hardly listen to either of your guys' shows, and I feel like an asshole for that. I'm sorry. You should not. Okay, listen. That is, your you job should. Their is, shows are great. Well, they are. I absolutely that's agree. That's true. You can't agree. You don't listen. You can't agree <laughs> with that. Yeah, what the hell is that? <laughs> I, I take Caleb's word for it. I trust the guy. <laughs> you the, Okay, that's also not true, because your uh, scores would be evenly matched for every episode, then, or for every movie. So you do not, fair in enough. fact, take Caleb's word for it. <laughs> okay, you know, fair enough. <laughs> uh, I mean, listen, the uh, Vic, you should feel good about what happened to Far From Home because this rewatch leading up to Matrix Resurrection, watching rewatching the trilogy has really been an eye-opener for me, someone who unapologetically loves the matrix movies in the same way that you loved no way home with your oops all 100s uh 
so <laughs> it, this has been like uh this has been a real journey for me so and it is i mean it ends like it started and not in the way that you think it does <laughs> as you will see when we break this movie down <laughs> hell yeah this is gonna be an interesting one um yes it will <laughs> Yeah, so we do not have anything in 4K Spotlight this week, and we do not have anything in our uh, Through the Law segment, because this has kind of been a really slow news week. Very, very. Um, So, I guess with that, we can get (laughs) straight into our breakdown of The Matrix Resurrection. Once I choose a a promo to play. So long. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> bravo, bravo. Ooh, I, I forget who's uh, you said Just you were listening. Uh, go ahead. Who who's you listened to our episode today or was it like yesterday? I listened to it a day or two ago. It was Brucken, by the way. That's who you it, did it for. It was Brucker. Brucker, Brucker, yeah. I was like, Sorry, Brucker, I, think Bru- I always think Bruck and Meyer. He's the guy that if you saw Bruck and Meyer, you would know exactly who it is, or maybe you wouldn't. But he used to be. <laughs> no, uh, oh no, let's see, Brucken. How do you spell Brucken? Meyer. Okay, maybe I won't show you. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I I guess ironically enough, here's this week's promo. Hey guys, I'm Crash, host of the podcast Crash and Taz's Movie Seller. On our show, me and my co-host pick a new movie each week and rate each movie on a few categories that we think are important to making a great movie. After we rate the movie, it gets a final rating, and that lands it somewhere on our seller scale, where it will get labeled as either a well, premium, or a top shelf film. Catch us on platforms like Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and more. And don't forget to follow us on social media. On Instagram, as Crash and Taz's Movie Seller. It's Crash, the letter N, Taz Movie Seller, with underscores in between each word. And on Facebook, Crash and Taz Movie Seller. uh, Where you, as a listener, can suggest movies for us to rate. And also give us some constructive criticism to make the show more entertaining. Overall, don't forget to follow or subscribe and rate and review us. And get ready for an entertaining show with us. See you guys then. Okay, update. Brecken Meyer uh, was one of the guys. You, have you guys seen Clueless, the movie? Uh, yeah. I have not. Brecken Meyer played a guy named Harrison. Let me see if I can get a good picture of him. Hmm. Oh, here's one from Clueless. Tell me if you can see that. Nope. God dang it. All right. Never mind. I'm sorry. This is not a good podcast where I'm like, look at this picture real quick. Oh, you can't see it? Well, neither can anybody else. Isn't that cool? Hey, everyone at home, aren't you glad that I showed them a picture? I texted it to you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry for what I've done. No, you're good. I think you'll be forgiven. Not by Vic. He's going to be like, this is why we should restart. This is why we should restart, because <laughs> this guy's terrible at being a, a, a host. You should let me be the official host, not the freaking unofficial third host. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Dude, I want to get one of those, um, those old like wrestling posters made of you and Ro or you and Vic, like uh, with our dukes up at each yep. other. I love it. I love it. Dude, that'd be so cool. That'd be a bitch uh, picture too. I would. With special guest referee Bonesaw. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, no. <laughs> we have fun here. <laughs> we do. I agree. <laughs> uh, why else would I keep coming back? Wouldn't that be crazy? I'm like, this is no fun, but I just keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, all right. So jumping straight into this week's breakdown of The Matrix Resurrection. Um, if you are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final all bros and untrained eye letter grade. And the eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we give it our own personal grade at the very end. All of those scores get added up, thrown into our magic algorithm, and then they spit out a letter grade for us. So, if you have not seen this movie, spoiler alert ahead, uh, Rose is about to read off the entire freaking synopsis for this movie, and I needed to pull it up, didn't yes, I? Yes, you did. Can I just, Shit. while you're pulling it up, may I just say something? Anyone, because I was listening to your episode last week, no spoilers for uh, No Way Home, but if anyone is, they put the podcast, they push play. Anyone who's like, I can't believe they spoiled that movie. Hey, throw yourself into a volcano. We're spoiling the whole. How are we going to review it if we're not spoiling the whole thing? Well, I wanted to give this movie an A, but I can't tell you anything that happened. <laughs> no, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think it just kind of. I don't know. I think it just kind of makes sense if you're. Uh... I, I mean, listen, I get it if you're new to listening to podcasts and you don't understand and like maybe you're just like, it's what I think in my head. But hey, I don't know if you know this. There are other people. So it's not what you think in your head. Read the description. I can't help it. I can't help it if I don't know. I was going to say like a fake spoiler about No Way Home, but I figured I might accidentally give a real one. And people would be super <laughs> mad. <laughs> Did anyone... Um... Someone, uh, some guy I saw on TikTok, I feel this is such an asshole move, even though he wasn't really saying a real spoiler, but he would walk into, uh, like, uh, showings of No Way Home, um, I think, and it would be like, when it's like halfway through it, and he would just shout, shout out a false spoiler, and then just walk back out. Because, you know what, though, even when it's false, like, I noticed that in Endgame, because I got, I got some real spoilers and some false ones, the false ones ruin it, too, a little bit. Yeah, I agree. It's not cool, man. Like, let let people enjoy a thing. <laughs> no, yeah, I agree. And the spoiler that he said, I'm not going to say it. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, honestly, I'm sure a lot of people thought the spoiler that he said was going to happen. So, <laughs> Peter Parker drinks Pepsi instead of Coke. I knew Whoa. it. <laughs> Technically, he's supposed to be drinking Dr. Pepper since that's what 
the f- original Spider-Man movie was advertised with. I'm just saying. Yeah, except Dr. Pepper is garbage. Okay. Well, all right, that's it. I'm out. The show. Yep. All right. Let's go do our own. Hey, me and you, Rose, will do an episode of the Gacy Gazette. You can tell me all about John <laughs> Gacy. And uh, this show is over. The Matrix was great. The end. It got a 100. It was the highest scored All Bros movie of all time. End of episode. <laughs> See ya, Caleb. I didn't realize you were a Dr. Pepper diehard as well. <laughs> yeah. You know who else is a Dr. Pepper diehard? Anyone who's had it in their face. Anyone whose lips that it has breached has been like, oh, I'm a Dr. Pepper person now. Uh, <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> that is not even remotely true. Yeah, well, you're from the Matrix, Caleb, and you are an agent. <laughs> you need to get your source code back to the uh, Machine City and get the hell out of here. <laughs> well, right. anyway, getting back on topic. No, it's past. Oh, we were on topic. We were on topic. Now we're just going to get back to the movie. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Rose. We got the synopsis up for you finally, so have at it. Let's see if I can not mess this up. Uh, Thomas Anderson is a successful video game developer, creator of the Matrix video game series based on his faint memories as Neo. At a local coffee shop, Anderson continues to cross paths with Tiffany, a married mother, with no recollection of her past on which Anderson based Trinity, a character in his game. Anderson struggles at times to separate perceived reality from dreams. His therapist prescribes some blue pills to suppress the occurrences which he stops taking. Anderson operates a simulation called a mo- mo- modal. modal. Wow. God, I already screwed up. A programming sandbox created to develop game characters. A young woman named Bugs learns that the mo- modal is running old code in a loop depicting when Trinity first found Neo within the Matrix. Bugs discovers a program embodying Morpheus and helps free him before Anderson's business partner Smith can erase the model. Modal, god damn it. After discovering his location, Bugs and Morpheus extract Anderson from the Matrix and learn that Smith is actually Agent Smith. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun! (laughs) Wait a minute. Hold on. Did you guys watch this same movie? I'm getting some new information right now. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Neo awakens in a pod and notices Trinity can find another one nearby as machines sent by Bugs retrieve and transport him to Bugs' ship. The, oh my god, the Messiah? Yeah, I definitely meant to like look up a pronunciation of that word. <clears throat> Don't know what it means. Let's just go with that. <laughs> and into the human bastion low. There he really Io, god damn it. Okay, in fairness, in I'm looking, I'm reading this along with you, and it looks like it says lowercase L, lowercase O. So <laughs> Okay. Thank thank you, DJ. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, there he reunites with Niobe, who explains that 60 years have passed in the real world since the machine war. Human survivors have allied with machines that defected to join human society. Though Neo wants to rescue Trinity, Niobe opposes and instead locks up Neo. 
Bugs and her crewmates disobey Niobe to assist Neo in freeing Trinity. I don't know why the way you just like did you just like sniffle a little bit? I don't know why I thought someone was behind us. That freaked me the hell out. <laughs> it's the ghost of John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, after entering the Matrix, they are abruptly confronted by Smith and other exile programs who want the Matrix restored to its former form. In the ensuing fight, Neo manages to defeat Smith as his ability gradually as his abilities gradually return. They leave and locate Tiffany, but before Neo can talk to her, his therapist appears and immobilizes Neo by manipulating time, taunting Neo with references to bullet time. He reveals his identity as the Analyst, a program designed to study the human psyche. Psyche. God damn it. Mm. Hey, you got it. Okay. Doing good. You're doing great. Yeah, freaking chill, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> he explains that after Neo and Trinity died, he was able to resurrect them to study them. In doing so, he found that suppressing their memories but keeping them close produced, close produced an efficient power-producing matrix resistant to the enum- anomalies. anomalies. Anomalies, thank you, that caused the previous iterations to fail. Neo's liberation has destabilized the system and threatened a reboot of their matrix, according to the analyst who has bought time from his superiors. He convinced them that Neo would voluntarily return to his pod to avoid putting Trandy's life in danger. Neo and Bugs forcibly exit the matrix when another ship sent by Niobe brings the Minasime back to... I. Io, is it low or Io? Io. Wait, 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 wait. I I looked this up. Hold on a second. Nemosine. Did you hear that? Nemosine. Okay. Nemosine. Nemosine. So okay, so the Nemosine back to Io. Got it. Niobe takes Neo to Sati, an exile program he previously met, whose parents were killed by the machines. Seeking revenge, Sati. Sat, that's how you remember? Sati. Sati. Uh, Help. shit, my ass. Oh, Helps devise a plan to free Trinity. Where? Dude, <laughs> Dude it's right there. Oh, <laughs> Back in the Matrix, Neo makes a deal with the analyst that if he fails to convince Trinity to remember her past and voluntarily leave the Matrix, he would agree to return to his pod. The analyst accepts. As Neo tries to convince Tiffany she's part of the Matrix, her family appears, enticing her to stay. She initially gives in, but soon after rejects them, recalling her true identity as Trinity. As the analyst attempts to kill her, Smith intercedes, seeking revenge for his own imprisonment, which gives Neo, Trinity, and the others time to escape. Being the last ones to be extracted, Neo and Trinity become... Comeared, cornered, corn. That looked like an M for some reason. I know it. Amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> I have never enjoyed a mispronunciation of a word more than corneared. Uh, <laughs> never. <laughs> well, I am honored. Um, oh shit! Where was I again? God damn it, Rose. Sorry. <laughs> uh, 
wait, top of Skyview? Oh, yeah. Uh, holding hands, they leap off, hoping Neo regains his flight, but instead Trinity gain, gains flight and flies them to safety. With Trinity's newbound control over the Matrix, both return to confront the Analyst, who now assumes a submissive posture. They thank him for a fresh start, starch? Fresh start, which they intend to use to remake the Matrix, Matrix as they see fit. Dude, you struggled. That was a lot. Listen, there. I okay. I like that you guys do the whole thing, but like it is so much. Like when me and Vic were doing that for No Way Home or for uh, Far From Home, and I looked and saw that there was like eighty-seven paragraphs. I was like, this can't be right. Uh, <laughs> 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 this is too many words. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, if you get the if you get the movie like when it's fresh. Yes. Like just fresh out, then it's a lot shorter than when it's like. I mean, at the time of recording, this movie's only been out for like a little over a week, right? Because it came out the 22nd. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. And we're recording after the 20. I don't know. You guys never say the time when you record. So we're recording on Monday. This is live. You're hearing it live. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> yes. Whoa, indeed. I'm already 26? Uh, <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah, actually, today it's been out for a week exactly. So that was still a lot oh, of words. Strong. Also, I'm not a big fan of the... he, The architect... Or, sorry, the... the What do they call him? The analyst. Yeah. What do they say? Uh, assumes a submissive posture. A word? He was just sitting. Relax. <laughs> he was submissive after she kicked his jaw off his face. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. That was wow. Yeah, that so, was not that expecting wild. that in the Matrix film. Yeah, that was weird. There was a lot of... The end, a lot of weird stuff started happening. Like, it's almost like... You know how there are some movies where, you know, like, you know it takes months and months to, like, film it and edit it, and do all these things. But for some reason, when you watch a movie, it's almost like they're making it in real time, and they forgot they only have 20 minutes left, and they're like, oh my god, it's the end. Let's go. Come on, come on, come on, come on. We got end stuff to do. Uh, <laughs> there was a lot of that in this movie. I was like, all right, guys. It's uh... Anyway, let's start from the beginning. What did you guys think of this movie that we just saw? <laughs> I thought it was better than the second. <laughs> Again, not yes. a high bar. I know. <laughs> not a high bar at all. But but here's the real question. Was it better than the third? Because there is an answer, and it, there's a correct answer. That's that's a real tough one. It is a real tough answer, but there is a correct answer. Do you want me I, to give it to you so you guys don't have to feel bad? No, I'm going to say is, no. I'm going to also say no. <laughs> I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going to change the curve. I'm going to say yes. You thought it was better than the third? I don't know. For me, I feel that this one was a little more comprehensive for me. I so de I definitely got. Did you watch the same movie? As, yeah. as so we wait, did? is this which is which is first story or writing? I always story. Uh, story. story. So here's the thing about this one. Here is what's crazy about this movie. So what do we say about the second and third movie? Uh, most likely that thing could have been cut down into one movie and we could have just had two Matrixes, right? This movie, in my opinion, they were like, 
what if we had two entire movies and mashed them into one movie? Like this, I felt like this should have been two movies. Like it definitely was not three. It wasn't a new trilogy worthy, but the stuff that they were not able to like flesh out in this movie, it was, it was, it was, I was like, come on guys do the thing just make two more it's fine nobody cares at this point it's all it's all icing now you already I, made the cake <laughs> i mean but it's not doing that great at the box office so maybe they kind of only had one shot to covid reinvent the franchise. Uh, yeah. anyway well and it being on hbo max doesn't help they say that did you also hear that this is the last movie that they're doing like that like hbo max going yeah. forward is not going to be releasing uh well so no now, now what they're saying is i think they're starting with the batman that it's going to be in theaters only for the first 45 days and then it's yes. also going to be available on hbo max as well yes which you know i get it makes sense um but also it was kind of nice to not have to deal with going out if you didn't want to or just didn't have time to like in my case like i for sure did not have time to go see this in the theater before we did this episode um but that's not what we're talking about we're talking about the story so smash cut to uh the matrix reboot for a second because did everybody think that when this first started were you like hold on a second are they just trying to like are they just remaking the matrix is that what's happening because you see this Trinity look, it starts on, you see a tr- it's that hotel that is from the first movie, but not quite. And then you see this Trinity person that's kind of dressed like Trinity, but not quite. And then you see her face and it's dollar store Trinity. And you're like, huh, this is weird. What is happening right now? Uh, and then Bug shows up and is like, oh, oh my God, this is where the crazy part happens. And you're like, what is happening? How confused were you guys in the first 10 minutes of the movie? I think that's my ultimate question. Extremely. <laughs> yeah, considering that, like, uh, when they get to, like, the rooftop, she's just all like, oh, this is not how it's supposed to happen. I was like, then why is it happening this way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, so, the story, what did you guys think of the story overall? Let's let's just start there Wait, and then really work quickly, our way out. Can I take back what I said of how, now thinking about that scene, I take back with saying that this movie was more uh, comprehend, comprehendable than the third one. I feel that scene alone <laughs> just kind of ruins that for me. So I, I disagree with what I said. Like, the story for me was kind of crazy because it took me a long time. Like, as soon as they said the word modal, I was like, for real? Like, we're just going straight into just jargon that there's no way I could possibly know unless I Google it. All right. They're in a modal, whatever that means. Uh, And you're just, I I don't know. I felt like I was trying to hold on to what information I had and trying to piece it together with what was happening later to be like, aha, I've made a connection and now I know what's happening. Um, I, there's so much. I didn't get a chance to write anything down, but like, Everything. What did you guys think of the story? I, I I need I need someone to bounce off of. Tell me. <laughs> um, I don't know for me. I I feel the thing that I did appreciate at least with the story is that they were kind of throwing in uh things from the original movie just to give you kind of like a refresher. So like, you didn't necessarily need to see. You didn't need to watch the first three again to understand to understand this one because they kind of give you a refresher throughout the whole movie. Yeah, but now when you say ref- 
Yeah. If you say a refresh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You say a refresher, but what do you mean by that? Do you mean like when they would show like the flashbacks, or what do you mean? Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, mostly that. Because what was your take on that, Caleb? Like when they would show those flashbacks? Because I thought that what they are supposed to be was not explained very well. Yeah, that. The flashbacks were a little hit and miss. Like there were some definite like big ones, like with um, with Smith yelling like, like Mister Anderson, Mister Anderson. <laughs> like I thought that was super cool. Like that was a really good flashback. But then there were like some other just random ass ones. So this was my interpretation of those quote unquote flashbacks was. I thought that this was like, I think with what you're supposed to take from like what the machines have done to Neo, which is um, the conceit is, is that they have reconstructed him and reinserted him essentially back into the matrix um, because it seems like he's in the, the matrix that everyone is in, but just disguised so that people won't know who he is. Um, but also there's this thing where like people clearly don't know what happened that are back in the matrix. Like they, they clearly had the choice to be or not be in the matrix, but they don't know why, because if they played that game, wouldn't they be like, Hey, that's that guy that rescued us all. Um, but to me, that was like seeing those flashbacks was him, uh, like us seeing him feel crazy at least because he's like having these weird flashbacks and like not understanding them. Uh, cause we get that when, once you finally see him talk to, uh, Neil Patrick Harris, the analyst, they don't actually ever give him a name, do they? It's just the analyst, right? Yeah. Um, like you, you kind of have to piece together that he is going crazy and that he has to take these blue pills so that he doesn't go crazy. And like when he sees, you know, uh, when he sees his business partner, uh, his mouth start to melt into itself or when, you know, like what you're talking about when he was, yeah, when they had that awesome scene where Morpheus tries to like break him out. Uh, he, you know, the next thing, you know, you see him back in there and he's like, Oh, it's, you know, everything you saw was not real. Uh, sorry, he, he was back in front of the analyst uh, at the end of that big gunfight uh, as if nothing had happened. And the analyst is telling him, oh, you just you just wandered up here and uh, now we're talking about this and you, you know it's not real, right? Uh, so that's how I took those. But I, it just wasn't explained very well, I don't think. That that's what, or, and by the way, I'm just guessing. I don't even know if that's what it was, or if that was just like a sneaky way to get uh, Lawrence Fishburne and Hugo Weaving into a movie that they should have been in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it was. It was different. Well, because I feel like the the big reason that they dis they disguised. Neo, which they they were very inconsistent with what Neo supposedly looked like in the real world, because there were a couple times where I saw flashes of like a bald dude. Yeah, right. I thought then, so too. Then we never see that like that dude again, and okay, then they're just like, "This want... is what you really look like to people," <laughs> and then it's like this old like Keanu Reeves knockoff. <laughs> okay, so uh, here's a couple of funny things about that. One. I, like if the trivia that I read on IMDb is correct, which who knows, uh, that guy 
that plays his like uh, his avatar that everyone else sees is Carrie Ann Moss's actual husband. Like that is who they show. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, which I thought was interesting. Um, and what was I going to say? Her uh, her husband in the movie, uh, Chad. Which hilarious that they named this dude Chad. I mean, by the way, can I just say the one thing about the? I, I guess this is more of a writing thing. Well, we'll get into it then. Yeah. So Chad, one thing I think is funny about him. Wait, let me get back to the trivia because this is very good. Like this is this is the most meta thing about this movie. Uh, Trinity's alter ego Tiffany is now married to Chad, played by Chad. I can't pronounce his last name. Who directed the John Wick series with Keanu Reeves? He is he in fact was the stunt double for Keanu Reeves in the in the original Matrix trilogy. Hence, both played Neo. In a way, Trinity is married to Neo. <laughs> so well, that's some trippy shit. Yeah, like it's this weird, like, uh, <laughs> like I never would have known that had I not read that trivia. But that's like the 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 weirdest, like, oh, like, how deep into the Matrix are we? <laughs> Dude, like, super. This movie, if we, if I was going to give it praise for anything, it's for how freaking meta this got. <laughs> yeah. Talking about like, oh, we're revisit or we're revisiting the the Matrix. <laughs> we're like, oh, we got to deal with Warner Brothers. And I'm just like, wait, what? Yeah, what the yeah, hell was up do, with that? Like, really? <laughs> they're gonna make this with or without you. Like, it was that kind of stuff. Though I thought was super weird. Like, I didn't enjoy that actually because I was like, what? I was honestly. When that happened, when they were talking about the like this game is going to happen with or without you, I'm like, what is this movie about to be? Like, is this going to be a spoof of a Matrix movie or? That's what I was super worried about it being. Dude, it kind of gave me um, never ending story vibes. Have you seen that? No, actually. So at the end, you're supposed to (laughs) like they do this reveal where you we so you're watching this kid read a book and then this book is like what's the the story is mm-hmm. and so in the in the kid's story she like there's this princess and she's supposed to be given a name and but she's not supposed to be given a name by anyone other than the kid reading the book and then she like goes and reveals that even someone's watching that kid and you're and like referring to us the audience and I'm like what <laughs> Yeah, as a little like kid, the- that movie is like <laughs> it is inception for children because you're like, what is happening? <laughs> I feel inception for children was like the Jimmy Timmy Power Hours for how is this able? How is this working? No, that's like that's. I think that was like '90s kid, uh, <laughs> and first crossover. Okay, yeah. I don't think they they went like they went meta with this, like. With never-ending story, there is a princess in a storybook that knows she's in a storybook that wants to be named by the child reading said storybook, okay. and it's also referring to Shrek. the audi- <laughs> the audience <laughs> that is watching the kid read the storybook. <laughs> it's wow. the equivalent of yeah. Shrek closing the book Shrek at the end of the movie Shrek. Like, uh, what am I watching right now? Did I just watch a guy read a book? Is this, I don't understand. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Uh, 
yeah, there was. It, let me just say before we go any further, like I watched this movie and I am like in my bedroom alone. Like Beth was like, listen, I know you got to watch this movie. She was, she was like, you know, you have some time. Just go watch it now. So I was able to watch it by myself. And I'm like. I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, I'll just lay back on my bed and watch this movie. Nope. I'm like sitting up all the way, sitting up. I'm standing at times. I'm like leaning into the TV like, oh, my God, it's happening. I'm watching The Matrix. Like Sati showed up and I'm like weeping when he it was an hour in when she bugs showed up and was like, we're going back to The Matrix. And he was like okay and you can see like the back door in the background and she's about to take him through and she took him through and went into that train and i was like eh, it's happening we're in the matrix again ah. <laughs> like it was great like i loved watching this movie i'm going to, i'm going to say some down things about it but i loved this movie as much as i loved any of the other ones but like I said at the beginning, this watch through has been a real sobering experience for uh, <laughs> what the Matrix trilogy and now quadrilogy really is. So, yeah, I do want to I just want to make that point. I love this movie. Uh, I don't care. I don't care what ends up being said about it. I do love this movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, With that's that all a being good said, story. <laughs> like getting into the like the actual score. I'm not. Like I'm not like in the '90s by no means, but yeah, no. I'm like maybe the lower '80s, like in the '83, '84 range. Yeah, I was '85. I was '85 because, and again, it's the thing. It's like I said at the beginning. Like it, this was this should have been two movies. Like I know, I know for you know reasons that can't be, but. All Maybe not even that. I think it could have could have done well with an extra like ten or twenty minutes. I disagree. Like I feel like they started they started pulling on so many threads that I think could be followed. That I just I uh, I I would have sat through more of this. Like, you know what I mean? Like if they wanted to, if they, if this first movie all led up to, uh, the Trinity heist where they get up to, you know, they get up to machine city and they're like, we're going to get her. And then the next movie was where they like actually give her. Cause by the way, yes, Carrie Ann Moss was technically in this movie, uh, but not <laughs> enough time. Like she was yeah. Tiffany most of the time. So if they had, if they made this movie, honestly, if they made this movie 20 or 30 minutes shorter and then, uh, made the next movie about getting her and her, you know, uh, finding these new powers of like, cause that's the other thing you get to the end and you're like, oh, I'm sorry. So is she the other one? Is this a like symbiosis thing where like they they've always both been the one or is flying like something that anyone could unlock eventually if they love somebody else enough? Like, what are we what's happening here at the end? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering if like just them being so connected. Like initially and also like the weird resurrection thing that they were doing at the exact same time. And just that super powerful connection they had kind of made them both the one. But again, if they had had more movie, <laughs> it could have delved have a easily little deeper that. into that. Yeah. <laughs> I would have actually really liked to see more of Trinity's perspective. 
Yes. Like, see what, what she's dealing with. Because, I mean, we saw, like, probably way too much of what Neo was doing or well, wasn't you know doing. The, you, know, you know the problem, though, right? Is that, because that was another little piece of trivia that I, that I read, was that Hugo Weaving... Uh, he had scheduling conflicts because he was supposed to be in this movie and oh, he had scheduling man. conflicts that, but here's the thing they dealt with like a theater production that he's doing. So were there really scheduling conflicts or is he like, no, thanks. I'm gonna go ahead and pass on this one, homie. Uh, and then Lawrence Fishburne canonically that avatar is dead because they are keeping, uh, the matrix online as Canon. So they just couldn't bring Lawrence Fishburne back. And like their sideways way of doing it was like, Hey, Thomas Anderson created with old matrix code, which again, we could have gone just I don't know, two more minutes into old matrix code that is just within the matrix, uh, on his computer. Huh? Uh, but anyway, we made this dollar store matrix, uh, on, on Thomas Anderson's computer that has like, uh, likenesses of all of these people that were part of his life, uh, including Morpheus. And that was their way of like getting Morpheus back in of like, well, it's not really Morpheus, but it's what Neo remembers or sorry, what Thomas remembers about who Morpheus was. And now he is this program avatar thing that happens. I don't know. There's just there's too much that ends with I don't know because they they I'm telling you I think they needed they needed more time to flesh some of these ideas out a little bit. Yeah, yeah agreed. They needed a lot more time with that. So I'll I'll take back my statement. Like I I can definitely see how this. <laughs> This could have been have had an extra movie. Like I would have loved to explore Io a little bit more. Yes, <laughs> like that yeah. was like insane. Like the the fact that like machines and humans were working together like that and creating that like some crazy movie? shit. Yes, they're like listen. We figured out how to extract. Uh, DNA from the Matrix into the real world to make strawberries and whatever else. And they had this weird, like, role reversal thing of, like, the citizenry was kind of more like, uh, uh, more like Morpheus, because they're like, all of a sudden, everyone is like, we need to be freeing minds. What's her face has not been freeing minds for years, and we think that's ridiculous. And she, uh, what's it called? Niobe, she was the one that, like, basically took on the Captain Roland role uh which i thought i don't know how i felt about roland's daughter or granddaughter or whatever being like my great grandpapa he hated you in public but in private <laughs> he said that you gave him a second uh a second whatever pulling out of the matrix whatever they called it and i was like uh i mean thank you but also i don't know that i needed roland's great granddaughter to be here <laughs> Dude, I, I'll be real. I completely forgot who the hell Roland was. He was the exactly, by the way. But that was Niobe's old flame. He was the, he was the only guy talking sense in movie two and three. He was like, yo, these machines are fixing to kill us. Uh, you guys are over here talking about uh, digital Jesus, and I'm trying to shoot some machines in the face. Can we please shoot these machines uh, instead of talking about digital Jesus? And then they had his whoever it was, his great grandniece, like... In secret, he thought you were great. Okay, thank you. 
Yeah, he still hated like, that was never established, <laughs> but cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did a lot of weird non-establishing things because that was the thing too. She brought him to what you find uh, Niobe brings Neo to what you find out is basically like a crypt of all of the people from Zion that uh, followed Morpheus because I guess apparently Mo- or, uh, Morpheus got his mojo back uh, after the third movie ended and uh, the my understanding of what she was telling him was that the Zion, the people, the original Zion people couldn't let it go. And they just were not going to be able to be in IO as it was now. And like all of those candles were all of those Zion people that died uh, after the, after the war was over. So I don't know, man, like there is so much like that. That's just one more thing that like, I feel like (laughs) should have gotten a little bit more of a deep dive than like, here's a, here's a mediocre statue of Morpheus. Uh, he was bad, but yet we still have this statue of him. Uh, go to jail now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude, I thought that was such bullshit. And and the fact that he had a freaking balcony. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, what the hell is up with that? Like, can you say plot convenience? <laughs> well, but was it the thing, too, of like, uh, you know, here's the thing. Everything can be explained away if you want to explain it away. Because the same way that they were saying, like, oh, even though you didn't know that you who you were and that you were Neo, like, you made this modal and it had this this way in that only we would be able to know how to get in. So we'd be able to free your mind again. Like, was this uh, an extension of that? And Niobe, like, even though she was outwardly saying like, we have to wait and see, cause you can't put this in jeopardy. Like she put him in that room because you know, well, if he escapes, then maybe he will free us again or whatever. <laughs> cause by the way, what is the, what I, I, that is the here is the most confusing thing about the story, and I guess we can go with writing too. Is like, what? <laughs> like, what were they? What were they? Like, what was he? They're, they're like, we're gonna go rewrite the Matrix. Like, that was the end. But why? Like, was, does that mean there are other people that are hidden that are like uh, powerful, like Neo and Trinity? Like, what? I, I'm confused. I was just confused as to what they were fighting against. And ultimately won at the end of this movie. Like, I'm just not sure because the the whole thing, the whole conceit of IO was they're like, yeah, I mean, humans and machines, we live together in harmony. We high five. Watch this. Boom. I just high five some magnets that look like a person. Uh, And then, but I mean, what is happening in the Matrix that they're like, nope, nope, we have to remake it as we see fit. Yeah. Silence. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they could have really done done more just exploring this new universe a little bit better. Like don't rehash the things we already know about the real world. But I mean, at least catch us up to date on what happened. Like give us a history of how IO happened or or something. I mean, honestly, I would give writing a, a little bit higher, honestly, like probably like 87, 88. I'm going to go 88 just because crazy 88s, you know, uh, because I think they did a lot of like callbacks to the to the whole Matrix trilogy really well. Like it wasn't super like it wasn't solo. You know what I mean? You know how solo was like just people winking at the camera going Star Wars, you know? 
stuff happened. <laughs> uh, like this, they they had like a good reason for like that first that first uh, weird ten minutes to happen where you're like, what is happening? Why are these like weird Matrix people happening? I don't get it. Uh, and then like they end up in in that version of Thomas Anderson's old apartment, which. Like the split second before she was like, "We're in his apartment." I was like, "I think they're in his old apartment," because uh, you, you, it's harder <laughs> to recognize because if you look, remember in the first movie, you only see it at night. So, and then when they were in it, it was in the middle of the day. Uh, and I don't know, like they just there was a lot of good, there was a lot of good things that happened in this movie, callback wise. I feel like um, that I appreciated very much because again, it was like. It was more of like, uh, to me anyway, it felt like, hey, remember me? It's your old friend, The Matrix. And I was like, ah, I remember you, you old scamp. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where were you sitting at, Story oh, Rose? Uh, 82. 82? Yeah. Oh, wait. Were we on story or writing? No, we're, we, we just didn't get his yeah. story grade. That's my bad for not speaking up for myself. <laughs> Sorry, I speak too much for everyone. (laughs) So we are sitting with Story at an 83.33. Yep. Um, Moving (laughs) on over to writing. You already said you're at an an 88. Yeah. I'm I'm actually going opposite. I'm going to go a little bit lower than you. Because I feel like there were a, quite a few different things that one were kind of confusing, but like another thing, and I, I don't know if you were going to address this at all. Pardon me, kind of hope that you were. Um, why the hell was the Merovingian in there, other than can to just, just like yell roasts at people? <laughs> that was. Can I just tell you the part of the movie I enjoyed the most? It was when the Merovingian showed up and was a cave person. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You ruined me. Can I tell you what was funny about that is that he was like this cave person that looked like he had been living uh, in, I don't know, just a shoe in the mud. Uh, But then all of his all of his little acolytes, which, again, in true Matrix form, were not really explained at all. Apparently, they were magicians because they just caught bullets in their teeth. Uh, And but they they all look fine. Like they all just look normal. And this guy just looked like he'd been rolling around in the dirt for the past 60 years. Uh, (laughs) So I don't know. I'm confused as to why he looked like that. But I was glad that. Can I just tell you? I don't know why I understand it wasn't good, but that was something that I enjoyed. Like it was not good, but I, when I saw him and realized who he was before he started speaking with his French accent, I was like, yes, I'm glad to see you back. Hey buddy, how's it going? And they called him Merv just like uh, Trinity did in the fur in the third <laughs> movie. Like, cause the, uh, I think it was Morpheus said like something again, like calling back to like, what'll it be Merv, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Like my biggest problem with him, like if, if he would have done something other than just yell, it was amazing. I don't care. <laughs> I... <laughs> well, I want to tell you this, this is, this is my reasoning for giving it. 
higher in writing than in story is I feel like because I feel like this movie could have been uh, pulled apart into two movies. Um, There was a lot of threads that were pulled on that I feel like should have been pulled on more. And that's why I think the writing was good is because like clearly they had some cool ideas that for one reason or the other didn't get fleshed out, whether it was because they didn't have the time, they knew they weren't going to have another movie. They actually weren't as good as we actually hoped that they were which is very possible (laughs) that like they, I mean, think about it. They had uh, either Wachowski or both of them had almost 20 years to like be kicking around an idea for the matrix four. And this is what we got. So uh, either they're not as good as we thought they were (laughs) or like, again, like all of these things that, that got teased. uh, I don't know. I feel like I just talked myself to a lower grade, but I'm keeping 88. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking, Rose? I don't know. For me, the writing was the same as the story for me. It was it was, it was, was good, um, but just it's definitely nothing compared to the original Matrix. And like no. DJ said, for how long that they had to come up with a uh, story for Matrix 4, along with writing as well, um, I feel we could have definitely gotten something better. So I'd say yeah, I'd go for an eighty-two as well. Guys, I think that was that was what everyone said, whether it was true or not, about the first Matrix. Is like it had been a script that they were kicking around trying to get made for like a decade, um, and then when it finally got made, they were like, "Oh well, this is the product of they've had uh, ten years to like have this story and rewrite it and fine tune it over all this time." Uh, which you know that that doesn't mean that because it's been this amount of time that they've been thinking about making this movie that whole time. So maybe it was a case of like, it was as meta as it seemed like. And Warner brothers was like, we're making this movie with or without you. So you have, you know, maybe they only had a year or maybe she only had a year. Cause it was only cause Lana, she directed and wrote it too. Right. It was not both of the Wachowskis, right? Yeah. It was no. just one of them. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Like it, Clearly, I think they are talented. I just don't know. Let's see, writers. Uh, also by a dude named David Mitchell. David Mitchell. Well, see, here's a... Th- oh, based on characters. Never mind. Um, Who is David Mitchell? Let's see if he's written anything good. Um, Cloud Atlas? Oh, God. Dude, one bit of writing that I really liked, and this is kind of tying in like a bunch of different categories, but so I'm going to try and solely focus on writing and then bring up my other issues in the, in the, the other categories. But I really liked the analyst. Yeah. I liked him a lot too, even though he was, he had his on the nose blue glasses. He was like, Hey, in case anyone's wondering blue, it's blue. (laughs) Like the pill. Blue. <laughs> Come on, MPH always has to be flashy. Dude, he, he did a, an amazing job at making me feel like I was crazy. I'm like, dude, was the Matrix even real? <laughs> was yeah. it all a video game? <laughs> yeah, that's what that he did an amazing job. Like, I think that was a uh, <clears throat> that was a good step up from the architect 
uh, because what was it? He he even mentions that his character mentions that, right? He's like, ah, my my predecessor was too focused on like the the ones and zeros. <laughs> uh, I am here to understand the. I'm here because I understand the emotion, uh, and that showed because he emoted way more than any of the other like. Uh, I would say even more than the Oracle or the architect, like the Oracle was like, uh, she was a sweet lady, but this guy was like very like uh, animated. So I don't know. I liked him. I liked him a lot. Yeah. And I mean, I think if we're ready to get into acting, um, sitting at writing, writing is actually tied with the story now. 83.33. I love it. Um, But Bring or getting into acting a little bit. I I don't know if I've ever seen, other than maybe like the series of unfortunate events, where he played um, uh, Count Olaf or something like that. Yeah. Um. Neil Patrick Harris makes a great villain. Uh yes. There's another. What is that thing that he did? Wait, you you guys talk about that. I'm gonna find this thing. <gasps> what? Did you know he did a voice in Star Trek or Star Wars Visions? No. Kari? Neil Patrick Harris. Yes, it was. I bet it was a. Uh, I bet it was. Was a freaking what call a droid? Yeah, no, he's not top build. Sorry, there's another thing where he did do a. Uh, he did do a villain a series of events. Mystery Science Theater. Oh, he was in American Horror Story? Huh. Uh, let's see. I know he's in How I Met Your Mother, kind of a villain in that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to find it. Uh, I would say a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. He was definitely a creep. I don't know if he yes. was a uh, villain. <laughs> he was an asshole. Whoa. Uh, Did you know... He, I'm sorry. He in in Batman Under the Red Hood. He was the voice of Dick Grayson, Dick Grayson, uh, slash Nightwing. Yeah, this guy. Whoa, shit! All right, I'm not gonna find it. I don't think he was in both Harold and Kumar's. Have either There's of you this seen thing, any of the Harold and Kumar's? I've not, dude. If you want a good, I mean, if you're okay with a very raunchy comedy, watch all three. They're amazing. I'm Especially sorry, the all three. What was the third one? The Christmas one. I don't think I saw that one. What? Yeah. It's, I don't think oh, I yeah. saw that one. Oh, it's really good. I mean, I feel it's not as good as the first two, but it's still a really good third one. Hmm. Second one's my favorite, Escape from Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> that one's so good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can't find what I was looking for, but whatever. We found out some other interesting things about MPH. Yeah, he was great. Sorry. Sorry for my derailment. <clears throat> yeah, it's just like he's so unsuspecting and is so animated. It's, it just kind of makes him seem like when he's doing like the bad shit makes him seem more menacing. Well, and that I mean, that is why he was like a perfect um a perfect pick to play count olaf in a series of unfortunate events because he the, i feel like it's very like jim carrey-esque like because when jim carrey plays a evil or a bad guy you're like i never would have expected this but this is amazing <laughs> yeah exactly 
Oh, like I, jeez, I I think he might be top of my like if we were doing the top three, he might oh, be my yeah. my number one. The guy that can I tell Smith you comes close second for me. Two things that made me sad about this movie was that uh, the one guy that played Smith's avatar in the third movie. I guess technically the second movie too. Uh, since he died, I guess we couldn't have that guy come back to be his uh, to be his uh, business partner because oh, I know they have to have. Dude, it would have been perfect. Like I wish so bad he hadn't died so that we could have had that because I think I like that guy Jonathan Groff, whatever his name is, but. I really much rather would have seen the other guy. I mean, listen, I really much rather would have seen Hugo Weaving. Uh, but if I had to pick my second choice, it would have been that dude uh, that played his uh, his human character in the, the last two movies. Um, I don't know. Like, I think because Lawrence Fishburne and Hugo Weaving couldn't come back to it, it had to focus more on Neo only. And... Uh, I don't know. I don't know that that was good. I think it's. I think I. I. I don't know. I almost wish they could have waited to get everybody and do that. Do whatever version of Hugo Weaving and <clears throat> Carrie Ann Moss, and maybe even try and get Lawrence Fishburne back in there. Figure out a way. Like I don't know. Neo seems to be pretty good at coding uh, humans in the old Matrix. Like maybe he could be like, I know it's not the real Morpheus, but I remembered his face. So <laughs> I put it in this other one and now the program just looks like the Morpheus I remember. So we could at least have Lawrence Fishburne back. Yeah, dude, that would have led for some great moments between him and Niobe. <clears throat> dude, if he would have appeared as, as like one of the, the programs. I've been wild. <laughs> I mean, for sure, we all we all unanimously agree that uh, Jada Pinkett Smith gets the number one acting, right? Because uh, she did the best. She did the best sixty year old person we ever saw. How old was she supposed to be? You think? Because it was sixty years later. How old do you think she was in the last Matrix movie? Like in that in that probably that her world. early twenties. I straight I up didn't even know that was her coming back. I thought that was a different. After. No shit, dude. Yeah. That's hilarious. I, d- yeah. When people were just uh, like, "Oh because- yeah, Jay Pickett Smith came back," I'm like, "Bullshit! That doesn't even look like her." Yeah. Wow. Show our her on the credits. Aff- our effects ratings are going to be wildly different. I think. <laughs> <laughs> like if they weren't, they are now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to rate it like you when you saw it. You thought it was a real old lady, so. <laughs> Uh, and not someone with just a frozen old face. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, yeah, where were we? Oh, we're talking about the actors, right? Well, yeah, what did you guys think of Keanu in this movie? Probably not. Like, he's a, was about the same, I would say, as he was in the third. <laughs> Yeah, I enjoy. I like... I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. 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 No, I was gonna say like uh, for like I know like for the past couple of years he's like returned to a lot of his franchises that made him uh, a big star. I liked him more in Bill and Ted th- at least with his acting. I liked it better in Bill and Ted three than yes is acting in as Neo in here. 
you, sir, are wrong. <laughs> uh, I think much like Dr. Pepper, we are correct on this one. Because he, like, it was this weird thing. Like, I love Keanu. I, 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 uh, I feel like he had as many lines in this movie as he had in the first movie, in the sense that, like, all of his stuff was questions and, like, uh, I don't know, like, one sentence, like, what is happening here? Oh, this is the best thing I've done all in recent memory, or whatever he said to, <laughs> to Tiffany. This is the best thing I've done in a long time. Like... All right, man, you did it. You're a real eccentric video game maker. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> like it's like Keanu Reeves doesn't play characters; he just plays Keanu Reeves. Yes, he does. Yeah, absolutely. and don't get it twisted. I love Keanu Reeves. <clears throat> He'll always be my fave. Um, but I wouldn't. I, I, who? Okay, here's my question: Who would you guys give your top three? Uh, acting performances in this movie because the more I think about this the more I'm like I don't know <laughs> ooh alright I, I have mine um, number one I'm giving it to Neil Patrick Harris yes number two this one was tough but I think I'm going to give it to Jada Pinkett <laughs> <laughs> is it Pinkett or Pickett Pinkett Pinkett Oh, it's Pinkett? Oh, hey, Rose, Pinkett. I've been sorry. I've been meaning to ask you this the whole time. Will yeah. you move that Coke can slightly to the left or right? Because it oh, is perfectly yes. blocking Caleb. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Apologies. Yeah, if my phone so, didn't suck. <laughs> so wait, so who is your number three? Then? And then my number three, I'm probably going to give to Carrie Ann. The Merovingian. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, like I was going to go for um for Smith. It's just he wasn't in it enough for me to like Carrie Ann was barely in it enough to make That's, the top 3, I, but I was going to say like but but then who would be the t the third one? Like who was really in this movie more? Like honestly, I would put Bugs at number 3, but I would take her oh, back out again because they named her Bugs and it's Warner Brothers. I was like, are you for real? Like, we're just, <laughs> that was this so whole dumb. thing yeah, is on the nose, movie. right? Like, everything is on. But I liked her because they, like, I mean, you know, spoiler alert for character development. I feel like she was the only one. I take it back even as I'm saying it. I was going to say she's the only one that had an arc, but... I don't know if anyone had an arc in this movie. I think everyone just came in and was like, it's character time. Uh, <laughs> but she was the one that, like, they did manage to do enough with her that I was like, oh, I like this person. I would watch I would watch her story or at least a little side quest starring Bugs. Um, so I, I think I would have the same list as you, but Bugs would be number three. Yeah, that's fair. I really liked her character. Um, even though she kind of was just thrown in to take the bullet for, <laughs> for Trinity a couple times. Yes. <laughs> uh, the, the callback I enjoyed the most was when, <clears throat> when that, uh, the program showed up in that, uh, that stingray machine, uh, and it was Sati from the, from the third movie. 
And uh, I was like, that was a moment where a tear pushed through my eyeballs as well. Not the same actress. I did check. Uh, but still, I was like, she's back. She's helping Neo. Hooray. Beautiful sunrises for everybody. <laughs> Dude, she did have a very striking resemblance to that actress. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was insane. I'm like, you guys couldn't have per- cast that any better. <laughs> I liked her. I like, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Rose? What would your top three be? Uh, Number one, same as you guys, uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Two, even though Caleb said he isn't in the movie a lot, I just love, I really enjoyed his um, portrayal of the character. I'd give it to Smith. What's his name? Jo- uh, it's Jonathan Groff, I think Jonathan is his Groff. name. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed his perform- uh, his interpretation of Smith. Um, and then third, uh, I'd, I'd agree with you, DJ, uh, Bugs, uh, even though the whole thing, oh yeah, like as in Bunny was so stupid, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but other than that, pretty good character to introduce to this franchise. Dude, I will say the only thing that kept, um, Jonathan Groff from getting number three, other like the thing that just kind of pushed him down a little bit lower for me was he, I think his performance of Hugo weaving could have been a little bit better. I wouldn't have even like minded. Like I, I didn't want him to do like a full blown impersonation or anything, but I would have really liked to hear him call him Mr. Anderson instead of just Tom. I gotta tell you, like, after we, if we had never seen that guy play Agent Smith in the second and third movie, I would agree with you. But that dude in that movie was so good that it made all other portrayals stupid. Like, it, like, I like this guy. I like Jonathan Groff, but it, I just, I don't agree. Like, it was it was an impossible task that he was asked to do. Uh, so I for sure don't think anything less of him. Like, I like him just as much as I ever did. But it's just, nah, it's just, we saw it. We already saw what it should have been. <laughs> it was in the, the last two movies. So this guy, he was, he was fighting a battle that was unwinnable. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll agree. But I think just... Continuing on with the the Mr. Anderson thing would have been just something, something a little bit extra for him. He only did it the one time uh, when he's just screaming at him and starts shooting at him, which, by the way, terrible shot. He was very close to him and missed a lot. And then when he shot the desk, he shot the desk right where he was. Like you saw, you saw the corner of the desk explode right where Neo was. And we are supposed to believe that a gun the size of someone's forearm uh, just was like a uh, particle board, man. It's too much. I just, uh, just stop the bullet, bro. <laughs> Dude, we'll get into this with effects, but I feel like there was a lot of the freaking clone trooper shots. <laughs> well, I do. I did want to say this too because I was looking through uh, the list on IMDb of all the actors, and I will say I did like. I couldn't. I'll never be able to pronounce this dude's name, but the guy that played Morpheus, um, or new Morpheus slash Agent Smith, um, I. 
I liked him, but again, he felt like one of the things that was too rushed. Like the, he had this this crazy thing happen to him where that's only slightly addressed, by the way. Like because Neo's like, oh, you're just supposed to be a program, and he like you can see that there is about to be this existential crisis uh, confrontation that's about to happen of like, you know, you had me trapped in this modal for God knows how long. Uh, but they just kind of, they just kind of gloss over it so that the story can happen. And uh, he's just like, I just help Cause now I can be outside of the matrix, but in the matrix, uh, <laughs> I get out of the matrix to get into the matrix, to get out of the matrix. That's, that was his <laughs> that was his hero's journey uh which uh, yeah he did well as well he would be a uh, if there was a top four he would be in the top four but again he just didn't get enough time in this movie either I don't think yeah unfortunately um so what are you guys thinking with the uh, acting score I'm at an 85 85. Yeah, I I think I'm going to go 85 as well. Um cuz yeah, no one Oh yeah, that's acting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with 85. I'm going to go a little bit lower. Um <laughs> just cuz there were some things I was maybe not much. It's just like two points. I'm at 83. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm saving my lower score for the next category, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we are sitting with acting at an 84.3. All right, moving on over to character development. This one's <laughs> going to be freaking hard because there practically was there, wasn't. Yeah, seriously, was there? Who, Not yeah, really. Name one, name one character that developed. Go ahead, and then and then you have to show your work. So <laughs> you <laughs> can't just say a name, <laughs> dude. You can't. It's it's freaking hard. Like I feel like I feel like Trinity would have had some pretty decent development had we seen what the hell she was doing the entire movie, or if the, we sure, were able yeah. to. If they actually showed that there was like a struggle, like you didn't see that there was a quote unquote struggle. Uh, there was like this weird, like, uh, I guess it's, if I'm just making stuff up, uh, what we see up until the, the arch or the, the, what does he call it? The analyst gives her the choice. We see like a version of what we saw at the beginning of the first matrix with Neo, whenever Morpheus is talking to him and he's like, or I'm sorry, whenever Trinity is talking to him and you know, you know, Oh, you don't belong here. You don't know what's, you know, something's wrong and you don't know what, and everything's weird and you don't know why. And then the conversation he has with Morpheus about, you know, the matrix is all around you. You can't understand it. Like she seems to be having that kind of weird existential crisis. Cause she's like, I, I saw the, I never played the game. And then I went through and played it and I thought it looked like me. And my husband laughed in my face and I wanted to kick his jaw right off his face. And I was like, okay, I'm glad we got that paid off at the end with the uh, analyst, but uh, yeah, you just didn't get to see enough of her. Like the, it honestly, I felt like that movie should have been more based either on or around her, or at least they should have been splitting the difference and give her more of like a, a, a struggle of what to do. 
but you didn't get to see it. Maybe there, maybe that did happen. We just didn't get to see that. Uh, so I again ask, tell me what character developed in this movie and how. <laughs> I feel, I feel Tiffany's kids definitely developed. Considering the first question one of them asked Neo is, "Are you trying to bang my mom?" <laughs> Dude, that just, just got. Like, so weird. Yeah. Joke's on you, kid. I already did. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, but what's stupid, what was so dumb about that, you'd never, like, it didn't seem like a hard choice for her to make. No. Like, it, it, she, it didn't seem like she was struggling with it. Like, there was just no, like, it, it was just because we didn't see her interacting with this family at all. Like, I would have actually much preferred them to kind of shift the focus and do a trinity where where she's like the one that escapes first and then you kind of do the whole reliving the matrix thing and then you have to like go and save neo or like the way that they show they portrayed um but or this was another weird thing that i don't understand the way they portrayed bugs and morpheus okay Morpheus, when he was Agent Smith in that modal, uh, he was like, I started seeing the, I started seeing the the code everywhere. I would see it in the the dew drops and the, but then she was talking about seeing that too. But that doesn't make sense because she wasn't in that. She wasn't living in that modal. She was living in the Matrix, like not the Matrix within the Matrix that he was in. Uh, but let's just say that that does make perfect sense. Maybe they could have just had, uh, I don't know, like uh, a 30 minute chunk that was all about Carrie Ann Moss's Tiffany. Uh, maybe she is starting to see the Matrix. Maybe she is starting to have like some of those flashbacks or, or you know, crazy moments that that Neo is having. Uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Or her kids like maybe playing the Matrix. Just yeah, some shots like, of that. Wow, that looks cool. <laughs> like, yeah. The, yeah, like the it was one of those situations where they told us, not showed us, where she's just like, I, I, uh, I went and played your game. Cool. Well, I would have then, loved to see that. <laughs> but how dope is this game that they were like when they finally went to to get him the second time and they were like we brought you here to show try to get neo the second time they're like we brought you here because this is familiar to you we have the the red leather chair we have all the we have they said they're like we have the game being projected onto these like screens or whatever and it was legit just the movie like what the heck kind of game is this like what are you saying movie like is our games what are games in the matrix that it just looks like you're watching a movie with Lawrence Fishburne, like clearly <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne and clearly Keanu Reeves, <laughs> which yes, I guess we couldn't see Keanu as who he truly was, but still like, <laughs> yeah. well, and that begs the question too, in the, in the game, the matrix did that Keanu Reeves or did the, the Neo in that matrix look like the Neo that everyone else saw? Or did he look like, <laughs> or did he look like Keanu Reeves? <laughs> Not the mind off right there. Because by the way, bit. she said, she said too, she's like, I watch, I looked at this game and I saw myself in this character, but like when you see the reflection of her, it's clearly not her. 
Uh, so was that the same thing in the game too? Like it looked like the Trinity that we know, but it was actually the the digital overlay that was that on their whatever in the in the Matrix. I don't know. Too many questions. Too many threads that were shown and not pulled on enough. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, dude, I think I'm down in the 60s with character development. Dude, yeah, same. Like, I'm I'm pretty freaking low. Like, I'm I'm going to be nice just because this movie w- No, I'm not. I lied. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to go to uh, like a 67. And that's yeah, as nice I was- as I can possibly be. I think I'm going to give it a 70. Um, I'll go a little higher than Caleb, 68. Now, I, what I can't wait for, honestly, is like the, the real brains to like dissect this movie. And then I they're like, well, actually, if you look at it from this perspective, uh, what happened was da 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 And I, actually, I was wrong, and this movie is way better than I realized. Uh, that's what I'm hoping happens. I don't think that's the truth, but I'm open to it because <laughs> I will be watching this movie a million more times. Like I spoiler alert, like I will watch this movie as much as I've watched any of the other Matrix movies for sure. Dude, I hope this movie ages just as well as the other ones did. Like this one was super solid. Like if we're compa- like it's better than two and two wasn't like completely unwatchable. Yeah, it just was. It was just like maybe a hair or two below three. Yeah, at least for me. Oh, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, getting into effects, and this is one of the things I wanted to bring up <laughs> earlier regarding the uh, the analyst. I loved like it. It seemed like it was so basic, but I loved Neil Patrick Harris's effect when he was. Like just kind of jumping around all over, like the way that they lowered his frame rate was awesome. Okay, now this is where you and I are going to super diverge because I was like, why did he just become an '80s movie fever dream? Like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> like, why is everything? Why is everything in this movie look so awesome? Uh, barring Niobe's uh, old makeup, uh, like, why is he like? Like what RoboCop would be seeing as he was losing batteries. <laughs> uh, I just I that to me that kind of threw me out of it. I was like, all right. Like, by the way, that was another thing. I think this would go to story too that didn't make sense to me because the part you're talking about was when they were in uh, Tiffany's motorcycle shop, and he was there. And he was like, I got the idea from your modal, so I've been running this over and over and over again. Are we to understand that, like, he, this has happened a million times, and he figured out the best way to be able to get the upper hand on Neo was to have this bullet time thing happen where everything slows down except for him? Or what? Because for a second when he said that, I was like, oh no, they're in another modal. Uh, but no, they were not. <laughs> was he able to run a modal? Like, because the what I was assume under the assumption of is that the modals were used to develop characters or to develop s- stronger AI or something along those lines. 
Like, why would he need to do that? You're talking about, oh, you mean uh, the uh, analyst? analyst? Yeah. I don't know. But that's the thing. He said he got the idea from the modal, which, again, the No, I thought he got the idea from, like, the bullet time, the game. Maybe writing needs to be a few points down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's it. Like, I don't understand. Like, the whole, mo- but the, 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 that was the thing. Like, the modal thing was, like, clearly, in my opinion, made as a workaround to get, you know, quote unquote, Morpheus back into the movie. Cause they were like, we need a reason for a Morpheus, you know, analog to be here. And they were like, well, uh, he just recreated Morpheus in this old Matrix code, which again, that blows me away that there is like a uh, inception happening and we're just we're just passing right by it. They're like he made a matrix he put the old matrix code into the matrix but on a computer inside the matrix and was running simulations to by the way why though? Like what was the end end goal of these things? Like to make the agent Smith and Trinity unstoppable? Like I don't understand that either. Uh but yeah, I don't know what I don't know what was going on there with the bullet time stuff. Like, were you wondering what he was doing with the, the modal in the first place? I, I understand what he was doing with the modal. I think it, I think it barely makes sense also because I don't know anything about computers. So maybe it makes perfect sense, but my, my dumb brain, like I understand it, but I'm like, uh, I'm going to go with you movie because you say the matrix, <laughs> but if you didn't say the matrix, I don't know if I would give you the same leeway. Um, but then by the way, we're talking about effects folks. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then when he, when he mentioned the modal again, as like using it as a reference to be like, Oh yeah, I just basically ran this scenario to know that, my understanding was he was like, I've, I've run this scenario enough to know that this is the way to like beat you or something. And then I thought it was going to be a fake Trinity, but it wasn't because like the bullet like almost touched her temple. And she was like, oh, what's that? You got to get out of here. You got to leave. Like, OK, so this was happening. I, I don't know. Yeah, um, I just tried looking it up a modal, at least from what they were explaining doesn't seem like it it actually exists. <laughs> I mean, I understand like it, what it's supposed to represent, you know what I mean? Like it's just the uh, the it's just running the program. It's just trying to make it better. Like I I whatever. They want me to make that logical leap. I mean, there's no matrix either. So I'll I'll make the modal leap with you. Uh but I'm sorry, to bring it back to effects. That that part <laughs> besides the weird the weirdness of the modal thing like i was not a big fan of like the <laughs> the like trailed uh analyst <laughs> just walking all around like ooh i'm a fever dream hey whoa <laughs> <laughs> yeah um everything else though looked pretty good not like, niobe's talk- old makeup Nope. <laughs> I mean, that fooled me. That so. is true. I would say that <laughs> Rose thought it was good. <laughs> oh man. Like listen, that was the only the the that part with Neil Patrick Harris and Niobe's makeup, those are the only two things that I was like, huh? <laughs> but everything else I thought looked pretty awesome. 
Yeah, when uh, Neo and Trinity are jumping off that uh, roof towards the ending, and you know it's discovered that Trinity can't actually fly, that actually looked really good. That was legit, by the way. I read is like they were that that was like not that was more real than CG. Like they they straight up jumped off the top of that. So I thought that looked awesome too. That's terrifying, <laughs> dude. I would. I don't know if I sent it to you. I think it was like one of those things that I saw on TikTok. Was thinking about sending it to you, but then someone distracted me, and so I closed <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> and I was lost forever. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, that someone was showing the behind-the-scenes footage of that. They were strapped to wires and everything. That's bitching. That's so cool. That was so cool. Um, again, I wish that they would have done a little bit more backstory to explain why the hell Trinity suddenly has powers, but whatever. Um, I mean, listen, it, it looked good. <laughs> she, she clearly had like there was something there, whether they did it intentionally or not. There was something there going on with Trinity because it, it wasn't because um, like Neo clearly wasn't going to come back to life uh, unless I would imagine if Morpheus kissed him. Uh, I don't think he would have come back to life the way that he did. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? See that. Damn it. <clears throat> Uh, you know, like she, why was he able to hear in the first one? Why was he able to hear her when she's like, she kisses him, get up, Neo, you got to get up. And then like, why does he hear her? Like they clearly have this connection. Um, what, again, whether that was intentional or not, I don't know, but yeah, there was, I just, again, I know we're talking about effects, but that just bothered me so much. Cause I'm like, why is there just two, the one, another one, like they should just call her another one. Because <laughs> the like what why I I'm not against it but like explain it more a little bit <laughs> yeah like a, a little exposition there would have would have done some good yeah very much so because by the way I mean, they could have gotten it <laughs> they could have gotten it through Sati because her dad was the one that made those resurrection chambers so that would have been a little bit of like oh well I created these and in creating them uh, one of the parameters was like oh they have to be this close because their code in the matrix is actually blah blah whatever uh, like that could have been that could have been explained with one more minute of dialogue. <laughs> Very easily, too. Yeah. Like, it's just, they were slowly, like, merging. <laughs> just something along those lines. That would have helped a, a lot. Um, Other than that, I don't recall any, like, shitty-looking CGI. Like, everything looked good. Like, even when Neil Patrick Harris got his freaking jaw kicked off, like, that looked yeah, good. It was kind of yeah. wild at the end when people were like throwing themselves out of buildings and like splattering all over the ground. I was like, oof, man, I see how you're allowed to do this because they turn into code, but yikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that got questionable real quick. Yeah, that was a little too much. <laughs> well, because also, again, that was one of the things too that I'm like, you're a computer. Why would you have people jump out right on top of him? Why not just start way out in front and just have everyone jump out of the windows and just clog the roads up so that he can't drive over all the bodies? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. And why did he choose to only do like one or two people per apartment? Yeah, because yeah, you see the lady. She's like, yeah. what are you doing, boyfriend or husband? And he's like, got to go. 
<laughs> she just screams. Like, I was just like, oh, that's messed up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, she should have gone too, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, but stop yes. her mid-scream and have her freaking jump out of the window too. <laughs> but yeah, that was awesome when she got to finally kick off. I mean, technically, she was kicking her husband's jaw off his face because, uh, you know, the analyst was the one that set that up for her. So she did get to kick his jaw off. <laughs> Uh, which looked awesome. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah. I have very few complaints effects-wise. So I'm, I think I'm going to be at like a 91. Bro, I want to hear yours. <laughs> you know, just because of how much uh, Niobe's <laughs> makeup fooled me, I'm going to go a 93. Well, I have to go higher on one of you than all of this, so now I'm going to go 94. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Hell yeah, that brings us to a 92.6. I'll agree to those terms. (laughs) Hell yeah. Next up, we got music. What did you guys think of the music in this one? Because I will say this. The fact that they ended with the uh, brass against uh system of a down song that they ended the first movie with with the act or not system of a down but rage against the machine uh they ended with the same song but with that uh that brass against band you know who i'm talking about i mean you clearly do you heard it yeah it's a lady like they do like covers of uh rage against the machine songs um also, if you'll recall, uh, recently in the news, that lady brought some dude up on stage and peed on his face. So that happened. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I heard I, <laughs> you and Beth, I heard you got you and Beth talk about that. That was wild. <laughs> Man, I got to start listening to your show. This uh, is the yes, first you I'm should. This. I bet you I can type in brass against, and that'll be one of the first things that shows up. Let's see here. Top stories, Matrix Resurrection. Okay, I was wrong. Oh, no. Yeah. Brass Against Sophia Eurista urinates on fans' face during festival set. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Uh, The music overall was pretty good. The the White Rabbit song, I love that. Yeah, I was very shocked that they included that in the movie, considering that they used that in the trailer. You never see that. Thank you, because I thought the same thing. Like, I thought the exact... I was like, hey, they did it. It's the trailer, but it's in the movie. We got it. Because uh, <laughs> it is... I feel like it is super weird for that to happen. Uh, and it kind of took me out of it for a second, but I did I did like it. <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. So, just because of that, I think that might have bumped me up to like a nine. Just because, like, I think, like, if if that song hadn't been in it, and I was looking at the rest of the soundtrack, I'd be at an 8. But it has that catchy song, which is always the thing that's lacking when I when I don't go to, like, a 10. Okay. But it had the catchy song, so I'm sitting at a 9. Yeah, I would also give the music a not. Well, I you know what? I would just I think I'm going to have to be ridiculous and give it a 10 just because Matrix 
to me, Matrix it knows what it is. And it's like, you know what? This is our music. This is what we do. This is our score. This is the kind of music that we play. Bam. And it did not, it didn't, it didn't deviate, I don't think. <laughs> Damn. Um, I probably didn't find the White Rabbit song as catchy as you guys did. Um, <laughs> I feel like it was good, but it didn't like bump up my score because I was originally at an eight and I'm still at an eight. All right, well, if you're at an 8, that averages us out to a 9. All right, I like it. (laughs) All right, moving on over to costumes. This one, I mean, the costumes were fine in this. just sucks that they didn't actually get to wear the Matrix attire until, like, the third act. If by the third act you mean the legit end. Yeah, (laughs) the last 10 minutes. More so the last five. Cause that's what, that's what, that's what, that was my biggest, I think if I could pick out one problem with this whole movie and I know we're talking about costumes, but it was that, like I said at the beginning, like it was like in the last 20 minutes, they realized that it was the last 20 minutes and they were like, Oh God dang it. We got to end this movie. All right. Come on, everybody, (laughs) everybody get on. It's time to go. Uh, and then that's that's how it ended of just basically r- running to the finish line, uh, which I I get it, but I don't necessarily super enjoy that. But I think they looked awesome. Like they looked awesome at the end, even though it was only for ten minutes. Uh, I think all of their costumes made sense. Like it wasn't there was nothing stand out ish. You know, but everything looked like you would imagine from uh, from all like everything was consistent to the other Matrix movies. Like when they were in the Matrix, they looked like uh, pretty clean versions of what, you know, you would imagine they thought their digital selves would look like. And when they were in the I.O., like they looked like uh, a couple of freaking dust bunnies out there just wearing wearing scraps. (laughs) I think they did a really good job at modernizing it, too. And not going, like, so hard in the 90s with, like, the just crazy shiny leather. Yes. And the super yeah. slicked, slicked back hair. Like, they j- they kind of left it, like, messy. But not, like, like a freaking greaser's wet dream. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of shocked that they didn't um, have Keanu Reeves, like, pull off his classic uh, Neo haircut from the first three. Oh, you know what? What are we talking? I guess you could call this costumes. One thing that I thought that they did that was really awesome, whether they did this um, with this might be effects, um, because I don't know if this would be an effect thing, because I I just don't know. Uh, But when they when they had them come out of the Matrix and they were clearly they both legitimately had their head shaved and they looked gaunt. Like they they looked like they were just uh, in like a weakened state. Like it looked like because that was supposedly what happened during the first Matrix is like a lot of the original. Or I'm sorry, a lot of the uh, real world stuff was filmed after the fact because Keanu Reeves like lost a bunch of weight and like basically wanted to make himself look more gaunt so that it would be you know more legit of like oh you haven't been you haven't been running around and doing karate. Uh, which I thought that was super pronounced in this because like they both looked very like uh, nutrient deprived. <laughs> so yeah. 
I thought that looked awesome. And I'm sorry, one more thing. I, that just reminded me too about effects. Was there a port a point where when he first went into the construct where uh, Keanu Reeves was like fully digital? Because did it look for a second that like he was almost like a like a quick time event movie? Like if you go back and watch it again, like the it, it's not the whole time, but like the first like ten or fifteen seconds when it shows him when he's like, I remember this place, and you know the new Morpheus is there, and he's like, you're in the construct for a second. It really looks like I'm like, is that really him, or is that is that like? supposed to look like a digital version of him or or what i don't know like it's i don't know without being able to look at it right now i can see both of your faces like i don't remember uh <laughs> yeah i do recall a moment like that but it wasn't at the 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 time you were talking about so i must have missed that or like completely like I whether I whether I was like looking away for that split second or or what? Because I didn't did catch you guys, it. Did either of you guys watch that um that trailer for the Matrix like VR game? I think it's Ooh, called like, Matrix, like Afterlife or whatever it is. No, well, no, it's Ghostbusters. Um, there is <laughs> like better not be stealing that subtitle. If you like, I almost I ne- I didn't watch the whole thing because I thought that it was gonna spoil something for me. Because and actually it would have because I uh, now thinking back on it, it does show bugs um, and she's like kind of talking to them. But they're like they're showing off the Unreal Engine five or whatever in that trailer, and like it does keep cutting from their avatars in the game to like the real them. Keanu and Carrie, uh, it keeps going like back and forth and like, they're doing all these crazy things and you can't tell sometimes when the change happens. So I was like, Oh, like maybe this is that too. So I don't know. Uh, I guess it would make more sense if I had watched that before I talked about it, but I didn't. And that's why I'm a podcaster. Cause I can do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. And it's so true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry. Costumes were dope. I thought uh, dope slash made sense. So I would I would give that a ten, uh, just because again there wasn't there were, to me a bad uh, anything lower than a ten is something that sticks out. Like to give it lower than ten would be something that sticks out as like why is this person wearing this or why is this why why is this aesthetic happening in this time that doesn't seem to make sense at all and i feel like everything made sense to to what this was yeah then i mean like our our grading curve with costumes because it's out of 10 is it's like even an 8 and eight is like pretty freaking good, like because we have it attached to uh, like a certain percentage. Um, so an eight on our scale is the equivalent of an eighty-five. So and, I mean, good, and then like a nine is a ninety, ten is one hundred, obviously, but and then just different ones going down, but. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, like, with this type of movie, I would have liked to see, 
just one or two outstanding costumes, I think that would have bumped me up a lot. But it was just kind of a lot of uh, baseline costumes for me. So you know I'm, what? I'm at an eight personally, but I You've still really like the costumes. Nine. You've talked Talk. me into a nine. Yeah, I think that makes sense. There, there should have been one like silhouette moment you know they're like oh you can you know it's a great character if you can recognize its silhouette which that's the thing that sucks about these movies like if there is one thing that's terrible about all the matrix movies is there is not really a silhouette that you could be like that's him uh that's neo like like i don't know is it neo is it a cowboy is it what (laughs) you could do it in the first one i feel with his like but the second, well, the three. second one, the second one was like straight up dress. But I feel like with the first one, you could have done that. Like if you do did like a reverse silhouette where all the black was in white. Like I feel like you could definitely tell. Like oh, that's Neo. I think you would need to have all three of them. You would have to have Neo, Morpheus, and Trinity. I think if you just had one of them, I think you would be like, uh, "What is this?" <laughs> or you would have you would need context around the silhouette, like black and green, you know, or something to be like, "Oh, you're feeling like the Matrix." Like, I don't know that you would necessarily be able to pick one of them out and be like, "That's Neo." So I don't know, but that's I don't know, like that's. To me, The Matrix should have been what Unbreakable should have been. Just a one-off. It was this cool, weird thing that happened, and we're not going to ever revisit it ever again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that one. I mean, I like the video game aspect of it. Like, I think that The Matrix is definitely an interesting enough world to explore in a video game. But movie-wise, I think they could have, like you said, could have been one and done. I mean, I get it. Everybody likes money, and I'm all about, you know, go get that bag, son. But, uh, yeah, it was, yeah. You know what's funny? You know what would have changed everything if he didn't fly away at the end of The Matrix? If he didn't fly away, that movie could have ended right where it ended. But for some reason, seeing him fly away, even though it didn't say to be continued, even though it didn't say Neo will return in Neo 2, uh, it was you just somehow you're like, well, there has to be more. He flew away. That's not something he does. (laughs) (laughs) It's so so true. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Where are you at? Uh, I would agree with you, Nate. Um, It was awesome seeing the updated Matrix costumes towards the end, but considering it's the last freaking 10 minutes, it didn't really <laughs> do much. All right. Well, rounding, rounding that, we are sitting in an eight with costumes. Um, all right. Last up, we got our own personal scores. Who's first on the chopping block? I mean, I'll go first because I'm going to uh, I'm going to skew everything right now because I still love the Matrix. I will always love the Matrix, and I will welcome this new movie into my arms uh, with the other three movies. Uh, and yeah, I'm giving this one a hundred because at the end of the day, <laughs> I I mean, it's my personal grade. Uh, <laughs> like I with if I'm going to accept 
two and three with all of its flaws. Uh, why would I not also accept this one with its flaws? Like at the end of the day, I am getting more matrix, whether it's exactly what I wanted or not. I, it doesn't matter to me. Like they didn't ruin it. And that's all I can really ask for. So <laughs> I would give this movie a hundred just because I, it didn't, it didn't, uh, you know, for lack of a better way of putting it, it didn't 2016 Ghostbusters it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I appreciate it for that. If nothing else. Uh, for me, um, I'd probably say an 85. Um, I feel for the most part, this is a very good return to the matrix. Um, they, everyone that came back did a really good job. Keanu Reeves was good. Carrie Ann Moss was good. Um, kind of sucked that they weren't able to get everybody back, but what they were able to do, I feel they did a good job. Um, so yeah, it's definitely better than the second one, even though I know it's not <laughs> a high bar, but I feel it's just as good as the third one. If I don't know if I would say if I like the, this one or the third one more. That's kind of a hard decision for me. I'd have to think about that. But anyway, 85 for me. Yeah, I'm a, a little bit higher. I'm sitting at an 87. Um, this was a good movie, and I, like I think it hit all of the notes that the first Matrix kind of did as well. Like... Like, they were saying in that damn workshop, like, every other day, like, the Matrix Fs with your mind. And, like, that's exactly what this movie did. Like, the first time, I'm like, okay, are they just, like, completely retconning the first three Matrix movies and making it <laughs> so it's like, oh, it's just, it was just a video game. Like, I started to think I was crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, no, like this was just a video game the entire time? Is there something I missed? Like, is there some sort of Matrix lore that I've, like, been missing out on? Like, no. It was just... Like, then the, then they, like, started introducing the, the Matrix and, like, coming back to it. And I'm like, oh, okay, freaking good. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just... It was trippy, and I loved that stuff. They were a little light on the philosophical stuff, which is something that I really like. Uh, liked about the second and third. Uh, everything else was no. Everything like everything else was was solid. Like this is a really good movie overall. Like even standalone, I'd say it's pretty good. I felt like the the one thing that I didn't mention at the time that I'll mention now that I was not a fan of is that this two things. One, this movie skewed way more meta than philosophical. And it seems like that was super intentional whenever they were in basically the writer's room trying to come up with ideas for the new matrix game. And they were telling, they were, it almost felt, uh, I was, I was, I, if I didn't love these movies so much, I would be offended because they like the way they were talking about it was kind of like a slap in the face to all the people that like had their ideas about what the matrix was uh, kind of like uh, making a mockery of those people of like, well, I think it's about this and I think it's about this, but basically having idiots talk about it. And I'm like, all right, like we enjoyed your movies. 
ladies. So how about you relax with like calling everyone that like had an interpretation of it stupid? Like it's be glad that your movie was up for such interpretation. Like I understand the idea of making something for a specific reason and maybe it getting misinterpreted and you don't like that. But the fact that anyone cares enough to try and interpret <laughs> what you have done, like, again, you might not appreciate it. Uh, but the, the reality is, is like the reason you're making this movie is because so many people speculated as to what the deeper meaning to what, what your story was. So uh, I, I did not appreciate that at all, but, uh, yeah, I didn't, I, that, that was, if I could have one big complaint, I would almost say it's that they leaned more into meta than philosophy. Because this movie was super duper meta. <laughs> yeah, can we talk about the stupid end credit scene? Oh my gosh! The after I credit hated scene. That. Yeah, the yeah the after credit scene. The whole cat. That, that's not canon. Uh, okay, thank, okay, good. <laughs> thank God, dude. I hated that with every fiber of my being. I'm not. I listen. I it's not. It's not canon. But I did. I took a beat because I didn't understand even what they said, and then I I did chuckle. I was like, "Oh, the cat tricks." Uh, <laughs> I had a but, different reaction literally after it ended. I'm just like, "Well, that was stupid." Dude, I woke it, I woke Brielle up because <laughs> I, I watched it like I watched it like as soon as we got back from watching No Way Home, and. So, like, we seriously went downstairs, jumped in bed, and I started watching The Matrix. And as soon as that damn end credit scene come up, like, she popped up. I'm like, come on! And she, like, jumped awake, and I'm like, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I mean, that was the correct reaction. I did get a chuckle, but that was the correct reaction. <laughs> no, I was, like, expecting, like, a little bit of tease. Like, hey, maybe they're going to do another one. Like, maybe they're leaving the door open. And it's just, eh. I don't. I. You know what? Enough. Like, I love, I, I, if they make another one, I'll watch it, of course. But I, I'm good. Like, we're good. We don't need any more. Like, we, we saw what you tried to do. You weren't able to get your, I, how I choose to interpret this is the full vision of whatever was on the page did not quite make it onto film. And let's just let this thing be done. Okay, we we ended on a decent enough note that we don't need to like try and stick the landing anymore. You stuck it enough. Just you flew away and everyone was happy and we remade the Matrix. That's it. Will there be another one? Probably. Should there be another one? No. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, absolutely agree. Definitely. Well, that brings our personal grade to a 90.6. So, with that, that concludes this week's breakdown and the final All Bros and Untrained Eye letter grade for The Matrix Resurrection has come to a... It's not the same. A B. A, like a straight up and down B? Like a straight up and down B. All right, listen, we got to do this the same way because, listen, if we think if you guys think that people were mad about the grade for the second movie, you have to start with what is above this movie because people are going to be furious at whatever this movie beat. Because I'm not going to lie, before the show started, 
I was looking at a cu- there was a couple of uh, articles that were on like Facebook about this movie, and I was just reading through the comments. People, guys, people hate this movie. Like they really hate it. <laughs> like with a with a fiery hot hate that will burn for eternity. So yeah, please start with what is above this movie. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> that is probably the do you, I don't even want to say what's below this movie. <laughs> yeah, neither do I. All right. So The Matrix Resurrections is sitting at an 84.70%, which puts it a very uh, pretty strong B. But that puts it below the Oath, which is at an 85, puts it below The Lion King, which is at an 85.1, the remake. Okay, I was going to ask. <laughs> uh, it puts it below Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, which is Correct. at an 85.43. <laughs> it puts it below Cruella, which is at an 85.56. And then puts it below Onward, which is at an 85.67. Look, man, it beat Onward, or it did not beat Onward, so I'm interested to know what it did beat out, but if it was above Onward, I would would have to say we have to start this episode over again. One above, (laughs) I think this might actually make you mad, DJ. It's um, going past Onward, Um, Halloween Kills is above it. Is above Onward? No, well, yeah, Halloween Kills is above on your onward, but yeah, it's also above the Matrix Resurrections. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. that's fine. Like, okay. listen, I, I, <laughs> I am, I, yeah, I never, I haven't seen the new. By the way, I haven't seen any Kills, Halloween Strikes Again. I have seen none of the new Halloweens. So there, I'm sorry. The, no, <laughs> Halloween Kills is definitely the middle chapter. It's kind of filler, but I still love the hell out of it. <laughs> Dude, if we were going to get canceled for anything, <laughs> it is about is it is for what I am about to say. <laughs> oh god. The Matrix Resurrections <laughs> is above Christopher Robin, which is at Correct. an 84.56. <laughs> it is above Avengers Age of Ultron. Ha ha! Which is at an 84.37. That's hilarious. Go on. (laughs) It is above Solo. Correct. Which is at an (laughs) 84.21. It is above Free Guy, which is at an 84.06. So I have not seen Free Guy yet, but uh, turns out you guys were wrong about your... Free guy score <laughs> should have been higher. <laughs> yeah, I watched the movie first. Okay, <laughs> and then it is also above Thor Ragnarok, which is at wow. eighty three point nine. Wait a minute, hold on. Yep, hold on a second. First okay? of all, how did Free Guy get above Thor Ragnarok? It was super close. Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> d- the, okay, the difference between Free Guy and Thor Ragnarok is 0.2%. Let 
Listen, I have to call everything into question now because Thor Ragnarok is at on its worst day is an A minus movie. What is going on here at the All Bros? Okay. It was there one of our something... first episodes we were young. Yeah, that, that well, we got to revisit this that is, one. This is one of the ones that we did revisit. Remember oh, we no. did this is yeah, we because did. this because this was one of our early episodes, we didn't have like the breakdown system that we had. And so when we were applying like doing the mass breakdown system, uh we were ha- we had a bunch of people send in. This was actually Thor Ragnarok was the the one movie that had the most sent in scores. So this is not just our score on this. Oh, okay. This is like collectively like a bunch of people. Hmm. Yeah, I think me and Vic are going to have to join forces again to correct this mistake because this is not, no. I won't, the same, no, I I cannot let this stand. At the risk of it getting lower (laughs) than it is now, (laughs) there is, I don't, I do not stand for that. Thor Ragnarok. what is wrong with your listeners? Hey, Brucken or whatever your name is, freaking stop watching horror movies and start giving correct Thor Ragnarok ratings. Uh, so wait, was that it? Was that the was that the lowest in the B category? Yep, that was that was. Or you want the lowest like altogether in the B category? I mean, listen, why not? Let's get crazy. Let's okay, go all the way so- down to the lowest B minus. <laughs> All right. Well, the highest B movie is The Force Awakens. Woo! The lowest B movie is Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle. That's correct. I would say that's a solid B minus. <laughs> yeah. Um. So now that we have all four, let's see what. How the Matrix? Yeah, what did I forget? Now it's been so long. What what did the first Matrix get? Or actually, go back and go in descending. Go. What did the three get, and then two, and then one? All right, one second. By the way, Caleb, you're you're like uh, when you turn your camera off on your phone. It has got a picture of you as what can only be described as a child. <laughs> you You're... look like the baby Caleb in this picture. <laughs> yeah, that was on my one of my wife's and I's first dates. Aww. When you were 12, you look so young. <laughs> yeah, I was... How old was I? Yeah, 18. <laughs> yeah, that checks out now that I look. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our ranking. Actually, this is my track. So our top four, or in order, one to four, for the Matrix. Uh, sitting at number four at an 81.66% is The Matrix Reloaded. Yep. And that is sitting at a B minus. Next up, we got The Matrix Resurrections, which is at an 84.70, sitting at a B. 
After that, we have The Matrix Revolutions sitting at an 89.53, which is at a B plus. And then at the tip top, we have The Matrix, which is at a 90.24, sitting at an A minus. I was going to say, what is the letter grade for that? Yeah. Yeah, that that makes perfect sense. That that it's funny because I was thinking like, yeah, I think these graded how I would rank them now. Now that all four have come out, it would for sure be one, three, four, two. <laughs> yeah, dude, I love how that happens. Like, it's so hard to like disagree with some of these. Like, and say what you will about our our breakdown system. The but the difference between like let's see before we even get like a full percentage away from the matrix resurrections like we need to be at like there's eight movies before you're a full percentage away from or below the matrix resurrection So the margins are like so close. So if you guys want to throw like a big old bitch fit about the Matrix Resurrections beating out Thor Ragnarok, just know the 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 margins. Margin <laughs> yeah, is point six percent. Like they might as well be tied. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, like I think it's like a it's like slightly unfair when we do like, oh, this beat out this movie or this beat out this movie. <laughs> because like some people will be like, "Well, that's bullshit. That's bullshit." And then we're like, "Okay, well, we we think this movie's a B movie." They're like, "Yeah, that tracks." <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, but that's what I think is good about the way that you do it is cuz you don't just say it's a B, it's a B minus, it's a B plus. You're like, you have it down so to the such such to the nth degree that you're like yeah that's right if you zoom all the way in this is how close they really are uh and i think that's what makes it fun because <laughs> you can have the matrix resurrections beat thor ragnarok impossibly impossibly <laughs> that would be like if rat catcher 2 jumped dimensions and beat Thanos right at the last second in uh endgame. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. Dude, it gets freaking tight. Like the like um with Halloween Kills and Onward, the difference between those two, like Halloween Kills is above Onward by point Nope, I'm wrong. Oh, never mind. I was looking at the wrong one. Yeah, Halloween Kills is above Onward by point zero one. Damn. It is well, barely a hundredth. <laughs> it's like a hundredth better than Onward in our and that's system. A, that's why I'm glad I like I got my uh <clears throat> my one hundreds out whenever we did I think it was the first episode we ever did together when we did um the heck was that? Kumail Nanjiani movie, the, uh, the Lovebirds, the Lovebirds, because yeah. um, I just was so stoked a to be on the show and b like I was just uh, I think this was before it had been announced, 
that Kumail was going to be in the Eternals, and I was just stoked to see him in a movie. So I gave that movie arguably higher marks than it deserved. Uh, <laughs> uh, but like, I think. I don't know. I, I really appreciate how you guys break these down. Not just not just break down the movies and grade them, but like these final grades. Uh, I feel like you you could do a super show of like inviting. You could have probably just a gang of people come on and just debate <laughs> where all of these movies are. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Dude, I like probably. It. Dude, that'd be super fun to do. Get a bunch of like movie podcasts on and have them like figure out what which uh, movies they disagree with. Yeah, show them your spreadsheet yeah. and just be like, "Listen, which ones do you guys think are crazy and why?" <laughs> Dude, because it's hilarious. Because it's like if I tell someone, "Oh, we gave this movie this score," or like if like um like if I were to say we gave Logan an A minus, and someone was like well, that's bullshit, like, it should be an A. And I'm like, okay, well, it got this percentage, and they'll sit there and, like, I mean, okay. <laughs> and if they did, they're still like, no, it it needs higher, it needs higher. I can show them, like, the breakdown of that score, and then they'll go through each category, and they're like, that's usually where we get them, like, if it goes <laughs> that far at all. Wait, are you looking at? Did you see that? Because you're looking at Logan right now. Yeah. <laughs> what did Logan get? I gotta know because it wasn't a minus. What what stopped it from being an A? Like what what were the 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 cumulative grades for that? Um. So Logan is at a ninety one point eight one. Let me find it on here real quick. Because was this just you two, or did you have someone on for this one? Uh, this was actually just us. All right, the harshest, the thing that we were harshest on was probably music and costumes. Really? That's what brought it. Costumes. Yeah, yeah like, like they didn't have music, any. But that's true. Didn't they though? Like they were. This was like. I feel like this was like a post credits to like all the X Men movies. Uh, you know what I mean? Like they're like, uh, we're kind of like in retirement right now, and uh, oops, we have to do this one, this one last job, <laughs> and then we're out. Didn't he though? He was wearing it under his suit the whole time. Yeah. So music costumes were sitting at an eight. And we had the effects at an eighty-five. Really? Yeah. What do you rem- do? You recall offhand, like why it got an eighty-five? Like, was there anything that stuck out uh, uh, a lot to you that you were like, "Eh, this is I not a seen 90. that movie in so long." Yeah, same here. It, I okay. I think it was the um, the fights between Logan and his clone looked really rough at times. I have to um, rewatch that because the the thing I think of every time I think of that movie is him in the bathroom, uh, like when he's healing, like after he's been shot or cut. I can't remember what it was, but like all just, the above, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, I don't. I feel like I. I don't know. I. You know what? This is a good excuse to watch that movie again because 
I feel like that fight was good, but maybe I'm just uh, remembering it better than it really was. Yeah, like the movie overall was like great. Like the the story was really high. It was like at a ninety six. Writing is at a ninety three. Acting was at a ninety three. We gave character development a hundred, and then our own personal scores were ninety seven. Like it was really high. I think Which, it's just would... what killed it was effects, music, and costumes. I think there is something in like doing like little mini episodes. If somebody is like, I disagree with what you did on Logan. And then you guys just talk about that. Cause I, <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Cause I guarantee you, I could go through your list and talk about almost every one of your movies. Like how did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> For sure, by the way, this time next year, someone will have found your podcast and they'll be like, I'm sorry, what beat Thor Ragnarok? Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what's great about our uh, our spreadsheet. It's on our website, so anyone can go look at it. And you can do it right now. Tinyurl. What is it? <laughs> uh, tinyurl.com forward slash the Albros. <laughs> yeah we have on the fr- on the front page where you can just see the the movie the overall score and then the the letter grade that we gave it but if you wanted to and you're just like no that's total bullshit we you can go into um one of the different spreadsheets and see the individual scores that's awesome because I did not know that because I have looked at that, the the original or the whatever the initial thing, but I didn't realize that you could go and look at <laughs> everything individually. Like uh, I disagree with this specifically, Caleb and Rose. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. So the the pages that you can go on or the sheets you can look at. There's the reference for everyone, which is like the main one that you can look at. There's the movie grades, which have like the all the individual breakdowns. There's the the debate page, which is where me and Rose put in our scores when it's just us. Our rapid fire, where when we have a guest on, that's where we put all three of our scores. And then there's a game grades, which every 50 episodes when we do a video game, that's where you can find those scores. And then the, the last page is like, reference if you want to see what are like it's just random shit that's amazing listen if you're listening to this show and you're just now realizing how comprehensive it is go to tinyurl.com slash the all bros these guys put in work sorry go ahead hell yeah we do <laughs> I feel it's more so him but Listen, we got the Gacy Gazette thing. coming soon. Okay? Hell yeah. Are you, are you kidding me? That's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but come on. we all. I feel Caleb is the heart of this show, and I love him for all that he does for the show, and I really appreciate it. First of all, how dare me. you? You are well, both the hearts of the show. The show has two hearts and a third uh, aorta. That is me. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's like it swaps uh, between you and Vic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. One seems to be stronger than the other one yeah, now. DJ but is, <laughs> DJ is in the 
Uh, and we are not restarting January 1st, <laughs> Victor. I just want to say that to you right now, okay? I'm not I'm not having my slate wiped clean. I've put in work, okay? Tens of hours, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Before 2022 is over, I may have cracked three digits in hours on this show. So just everybody just relax. <laughs> Dude, I actually have a spreadsheet that I'm making for you and Vic of the episode <laughs> number that you you were on. The yeah, so the episode number and the amount of time that you, that the episode was. I love it. I listen. I'm I've got to imagine that I am way more long winded than Vic. So even if he manages to get an episode or two ahead of me. Uh, I'm I'm gonna beat him in time every time. I just can't help it, <laughs> dude. You would think, but he comes on about like with Marvel movies, so he's able to talk a lot. I mean, yeah, sometimes love he comes him for on it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Sometimes he comes on for Marvel movies. I mean, he just has the greatest Spider-Man movie in the world come out, and he's like, oh, "I'll phone it in," but you know, whatever. <laughs> Uh, that's, uh, that's fourth co-host stuff, but, uh, what would I know about that? <laughs> I love you, Vic. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get some messages about this episode for yes, sure. <laughs> I might get some messages about this one. <laughs> hey, I'm the innocent one here, so I get nothing. Don't pretend like you're not the second part of the show. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, he always tries to like give me more credit. Well, no, I don't. I don't mean like that. But it's just like he, he you know, he does all the editing, he does all the promos. He, I, I feel like he just puts in more than me. I'm not like downgrading myself. It's just I, I just really appreciate all that he does for the All Bros. Listen, that I'm sure he appreciates you saying that, but as someone who also has a co-host, I can tell you this. There is something to be said for someone who can come in and just uh, talk to you and just uh, not just sit there and be weird and silent and just like, I don't know, or just the one word answer person like, hey, what'd you think of this movie? It was good. Like, okay, cool. Thanks. Do you want to elaborate? Like those co-hosts are out there. So don't, don't, don't take away from what it really means to like be able to interact in a good way with the person you are doing the show with. Cause that is what, that's one of the things that's great about me and Beth, like doing the untrained eye. Like, I don't know. Uh, it would be super weird if we were married for this long, but couldn't do that show. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know like it just i think it speaks to you know friendships relationships being able to do shows like this so don't listen what you what you don't do in editing you do in showing up which means more than you know <laughs> that is absolutely true <laughs> i'll be crying over here Thank now hug guys. both of you no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the same room, people. Just so you know, they said it last week, but they are in the same room right now. So they could hug. They are choosing not to, but I'm not judging. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, well, DJ, would you like to tell everyone where they can find you and all the wonderful things that you do? Yes. Well, you can find me on the internet at Untrained iPod. 
as E-Y-E-P-O-D on all the social mediums. If you want to hear the show that I do with my wife, Beth, it is called The Untrained Eye. It's wherever you're listening to a podcast, even right now. Are you hearing it in somebody's car next to you at a stoplight? Well, ask them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what podcast are you listening to? Yep, send ask them to send you a QR code or something, and uh, <laughs> maybe maybe you too will become an untrained eye person. We don't have a name for our listeners, but one day, one day maybe. The eyes. The eyes. Hey, maybe one day you will be one of the eyes. <laughs> You'll be one of the untrained eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's it. I always feel like I don't do a good job, but, uh, of, uh, like explaining where we're at, but that's it. Untrained eye. If you can't find us, you don't listen to podcasts. So <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah. We'll put links to everything that DG does in our episode description. Um, and if you like this episode, want to check out more of our stuff, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are practically everywhere uh you can also catch all of our episodes on youtube um be sure to follow us on social media we are on facebook twitter instagram uh tiktok have you posted anything on tiktok yeah totally oh jeez. let me go ahead and check that all <laughs> god damn it dj <laughs> <laughs> yeah all of those at the all bros uh, you can also email us at channel at gmail.com or email us at, or I just gave you the email. <clears throat> or okay? check out our website, tinyurl.com forward slash theallbros, where you can check out everything that we do. You can listen to the podcast from there, learn a little bit more about us, uh, links to our merch. You can design your own merch if you want to on that website. You can check out our breakdown scores and individual grades and argue with us like we'd love to freaking hear it wait is there a monster house update <sighs> freaking hate that website man <laughs> wait did they did, did they take it away no oh i was like oh. wait no they I didn't miss? no i think we've we've had a couple more <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I want to know what the hell's up. Like, no joke. If you look up Monster House on that website, I'm pretty sure we're the only Monster House related merch. You know why people keep buying it is because, to at least to me, it is one of the most underrated uh, animated films of all time, and it deserves to have much more love. Of all time, huh? Maybe I need yep. to rewatch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's just my opinion. I love that movie to death. Dude, but what throws me off is our freaking logos on it. Oh yeah, that's true. It is. <laughs> like, are they just not realizing that, or like, I want to know. I want someone to freaking contact us that's bought one of those damn shirts. <sighs> anyway, sorry, I'm googling it right now to see if there's like some kind of like underground like monster house fan <laughs> fiction stuff going on or something because doesn't seem. Yeah, like we it. sold like two more kids shirts. Since the last time we talked. That's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's infuriating because I work hard on all of the episode art. And that's the <laughs> one that's the one that I was the laziest on. <laughs> <laughs> 
Listen, we maybe next year or something for like charity, you can make the, you'll you'll have the new shirt. It'll it will be the uh the all bros crash and taz like you'll you can do like the fight shirt where we're like uh at odds with each other (laughs) and you can sell that shirt and like give all the proceeds to charity or something (laughs) dude that would be awesome that's an awesome idea i love that hell yeah yeah you can have people buy you can have hats some hats will say vic some hats will say dj they can (laughs) yeah who do do you got (laughs) Love it. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, look forward to next week where we will be breaking down Sing 2. A sequel I'm probably a little too excited for. Maybe is that slightly. the animated one with the animals? Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Dude, Wait, I, who is in that one? Who who is the who are the main protagonists in that movie? Like who like plays not not the character the uh, who the who does the voices? Yeah. So it's there's Matthew McConaughey, Reese Witherspoon, Taron Egerton. Uh, That's the kid. Oh my gosh, I for, Tori Kelly. I think she plays the elephant. Yep. I'm looking then, right now. Yeah, Tori Kelly, Reese Witherspoon, Taron Egerton. Nick I guess uh, yeah, as uh, Gunter. Matthew McConaughey, Garth Jennings. Do you know who that is? Oh, Chelsea uh, Peretti is in this. Scarlett Johansson is in it. That's the one I was missing. Nick yeah, Offerman, Scarlett. Eric Andre, Halsey. Come on, some Bono is in it. Pharrell, Wes Anderson. Get out of my face. <laughs> I might have to watch this movie. <laughs> I'm excited. Hell Wait, yeah. what is it out on? Where can the people see this? In theaters. Yeah, it's theaters. Oh, online. really? Oh, so it just came out. Yeah, it can't. It came out. Uh, I think the same. Yeah, the same day as the Matrix did. Huh. Well, there you have it. Rated PG. Take your kids. Go to the movie. Get some COVID. Watch a movie. <laughs> it's gonna be great. <laughs> Get some Omnicron. You know, have some good old family get. Ga- ga- a good old family gathering. It's going to be a good time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you guys can look forward to that next week. And until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we will catch you guys next week. Deuces. So long. My precious. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs>